0: As, as good Englishmen, fellow Englishmen, as it were. We served in the, in, the, in India together, man. I pulled you out of that of that burning railroad. We were haunch
1: to haunch at the brigade. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember former Square? <laughs> Welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up, we steep a little peppermint Ceylon and sentia to brew our way to victory in prosperity. Next up, we plan for our retirement, but competition on the high seas be harder than we thought in Libertalia. And lastly, we launch our Vipers, raise our force fields, and approach the Cylon Raider very carefully in Battlestar Galactica. I'm your host, Celeste Angelus here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello. Ed Povolitis. It's game time. And Mike Grenier. People, pleased to meet you. Our first game up this week is Prosperity, designed by Al Gonzalez III, published by Mentha Designs, coming to Kickstarter right now. Number of players, three to six, ages 12 and up, playtime, 20 to 45 minutes. Okay, Mikey, tell us, what's in the delightful little box?
2: On the cover of Prospera Tea is an Mm -hmm. elegant teacup with an inviting head of steam surrounded by warm and inviting aromatics. As you stir it up, you'll find 72 ingredient cards, 37 order cards, a first player teapot token, an active player teacup token, and 12 flavor tokens. And if you're lucky, you'll also get some fresh bags of tea right
1: inside the box. And that's what's inside the box. While we let this review steep, Evan Leaf threw some rules for us.
0: In Prosperity, you are the proprietor of a small artisanal tea shop in a local neighborhood. Each player starts by purchasing ingredients. There are nine blends available in the market. Purchase the ingredients you need to produce the blends your customers desire. If you own an ingredient that your competitor needs, your competitor can offer you a favor for that perfect ingredient. The favor is a wild token, which can be substituted for any ingredient in a blend. Once completed, each blend can then be either sold for money or kept in your shop window for prestige, which are victory points. The game ends when one of the two piles of tea cards is exhausted, triggering the final round. The Most Prestige Points wins. Like all artisans, you pride yourself on your craftsmanship and strive to be the most prestigious shop in town, for which you would not even trade for all the tea in China.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Well, we got a delightful review copy. Ed, it was a prototype?
3: Yeah, it was a prototype. Good-looking prototype. Yeah, Yeah. they had, uh, the tokens were laser cut. Oh, fancy.
1: Very fancy. And it came with real tea, Mm -hmm. which I steeped up immediately. Yes, you did. Evan provided some nice hot water with the fastest hot water tea maker I've ever experienced.
0: (laughs) It's the right tool for the right job.
1: (laughs) And uh, it was—they were delicious. Let me just start there. The tea that came with it was delicious. I, it looked like they blended it themselves, and I could see real flowers in the bag. It was very nice. Wow. It smelled very well, nice.
3: I'm not much of a tea drinker, but this was very pleasant tea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, we're digging up the tea bags. Just letting yeah, you know. No that. matter what, right? The tea bags <laughs> at
2: least get a thumbs up. <laughs>
1: Well, I loved the cover. Loved the look of the cover. It, mm-hmm. it was very old-fashioned, like it would fit right in an 18th-century drawing room on the yes. parlor side table. Mm-hmm. Very nice.
3: Yeah, it had a very nice, chill look about it too. I thought it's relaxing, very soothing. Relaxing. So, did mm-hmm. you
2: guys get the impression that these the creators of this game really like tea?
3: A little. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. I mean they included tea bags in the game.
1: And theme definitely informs play here. Uh it was all about tea. Ed, what kind of game is this?
3: I mean, this is primarily a shot collection game where you're trying to get the right ingredient to fulfill orders and then you're trying to manage your money as well because you need money to get things. <laughs> Makes sense. I see on the cards
2: they have different amounts of stars on the different types of tea. Does that indicate the points you get for them or rarity? How hard
3: they are rarity. <laughs> rarity. rarity. Yeah.
2: How many tea puns can we make in this
3: one segment? I wonder. Mm-hmm. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And
1: they will all be terrific.
3: <laughs> well, I love the, the ingredient cards because they show an illustration of the actual ingredient. And I thought that was so immersive. It kind of. Kind of harking back to almost like um wink band for me, where mm-hmm. it looks like something you see in a book. And at the bottom of each of those cards
0: for the ingredients is a fun fact about the ingredient.
3: <laughs> Who doesn't love fun facts?
1: Yes, and it was written in a way that sort of inspired us to uh, role play the whole thing, right, Evan? Oh my gosh, this <laughs>
0: game has role play written all over it. Tea is consumed in lots of different places around the world, so you get to choose which sort of environment you'd like to place yourself in. Uh, we were in a uh, English country setting, I believe. I say, how do you take your teeth?
1: Well, I like it in a bag.
0: Very much. What? <laughs> you mean, as opposed to just uh, poofed in your face? Yes, just so. <laughs> I find it so droll, people who have tea in that manner. <laughs> Perhaps you'll
1: you'll call upon me when the time is correct. I enjoy the courtesies of fine gentlemen
0: you'll send your telegraph operator over to mine and
1: perhaps you could just send your footman over to catch the message
0: <laughs> well suggested ma'am
1: <laughs> a, gen- a gentry home
0: quite
2: <laughs> <laughs> just so Nobody went for the Japanese tea ceremony at, at all?
0: No, we could, have, we could have definitely gone that direction, tea, tea in <laughs> would China. would have taken a lot more work, though. Yeah, true. <laughs> tea in India, we could have gone that direction. True, true. Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't mm-hmm. think a Japanese tea ceremony would have been very good for pullouts. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps not. Well, you know, it is a set collection game. You're right, Ed, it and it's an order completion. But, boy, resource management in this game is tight.
3: yeah. The money is always tight. It's like, yeah, I want to get those victory points on the order, but I need the cash.
1: Also, the tea leaves are also tight.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Fulfilling orders is how you get money. But if you're going to spend your fulfilled orders on money, you don't get the prestige. So you're tempted at certain points to keep some of those fulfilled orders as prestige pieces for your display shop. Which for victory is what, points. Yep, yeah, which gets you to the victory.
1: I see it is they, really brutal because it's it's um it's cash or victory points and you it's one right. or the other <laughs> and decision. if you go for victory points you're gonna be broke next turn that's right so yeah. it's it's really tough.
3: What I found interesting is the evergreen order. So what I would try to do is complete one of the orders in the center to get the victory points and also do an evergreen order just to get a little money for next turn.
1: Right. Evergreen orders are default orders you can fill no matter what, whether you, oh, you don't yeah. need a card for them. Mike. So it's that right. default action. It's not the most economical, but it'll get you something.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. nice little side piece of money there that you might just just give you enough to get over the top of mm-hmm. the next thing you need to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: right. Yeah,
1: I probably could have made use of it a little bit more had I remembered.
3: It's only on the player aid and not a back of the player aid, actually. So it's like I was like, oh, I have to look at the other side to remind myself. So, Well, this was a
0: prototype, so perhaps right, they're is. going to come up with something else to make it a little more prominent in the actual
1: version. Yeah, a larger player card with everything on one side would have been great. So
2: the version you guys played, uh, I'm looking at all the art, the art we have posted up here. Is that what the art looks like as we speak?
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty
2: much. Wow. In the prototype. Yeah. That's really good for a prototype. Yeah. And also, I thought so. It's
3: an excellent prototype, but you, you can tell they're ready to print. Mm-hmm. And I love how educational the game was, too, because I think there are real blends of teas on those orders. And the information they have about the ingredients, like I never knew oolong was actually a mix between the green tea and a black tea. is somewhere in between the two.
1: <laughs> right. And I, I, I've drank English breakfast tea, but there's no way I would have known it's Assam and Ceylon. I didn't even know those were leaves.
0: Nope. <laughs> Nor did I. Nor did I. So it's educational, it's relaxing, delicious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of interesting to see what leaves go with each other, right? Like you wouldn't put peppermint mm-hmm. and lemon together, you Why know. You? So <laughs> well, <laughs> well probably not. You know, no right. And they're these are all real blends of tea. It was that was interesting. And as the game built toward the end, it started to get pretty exciting. That just hoping that the right ingredient would come up because mm-hmm. you, you pull a card off to reveal the next ingredient mm-hmm. and you don't know what's going to be there. You're like, oh, I've got I can pull three cards this turn. And if I pull this card and then one I need is not under it, I'm mm-hmm. really messed up.
2: Mm-hmm. That's where you end up with uh, imbalance in, in a perfectly balanced game is that you know one thing you might be waiting for could be buried all the way on the bottom or already passed right. you by early on.
0: Or your opponent is holding on to it because they can hold up <laughs> to seven ingredients face ah. up, basically in their exposed hand of ingredients. And this mm-hmm. is where the favor comes in. You can offer a favor to one of your competitors... In which you can take that ingredient or allow them to have that ingredient and they get a favor token, which is a, basically a wild ingredient. You can use Ooh. it as, as any other ingredient you want to fulfill an order, including there's also a, some of these orders require the favor in order to fulfill the order. Wow. Right. In which there's no other specific ingredient. So those favors come in, are, are very important, actually, in the game. That's
2: very really cool. And
3: they're a victory point if you don't have any other use for them, which is kind of hard. Them being wild is... Just- incredibly useful that's a great way to avoid people getting too stuck
1: yeah absolutely i mean you were you were looking for opportunities to help people to get a (laughs) favor token and Uh mike all of the cards you want Mm -hmm. you know those big big orders they Mm -hmm. required Uh a favor token
3: oh that's yeah oh yeah or the very rare ingredients and since are only like one or two of them in the deck the, the odds are pretty good they're actually in one of your um partner's hands We you can go hi friend um can you <laughs> help me
1: out how was the learning curve on this game
3: i think it was very easy to pick up it, they, they have um they're not very very starkly different colors but they're the ingredients are color-coded you can look at the names on on the orders and say okay i just need those and the rarity stars give you an idea of just ooh, that's a valuable one because i got three stars instead of one maybe i should Pick that one up.
1: And Ed, how do people get real tea with this game?
3: <laughs> well, it's on Kickstarter right now. And they have, well, as you can imagine, some tea that you can get with different tiers of your Kickstarter. Like the basic blend comes with the three little bags like we got. Or the signature blend comes with a pouch of, uh, of tea samples. So that's pretty good.
1: That is. And it's, it's good tea. Okay, Explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Prosperity. Evan?
0: Prosperity looked nice. It played easy. It came with tea. The iconography was easy <laughs> to follow, and it most certainly allowed for role-playing. I say brew it up.
3: <laughs> Ed? The game has a nice, arty, and educational look about it, and it's easy to learn. The flavor adds just a toss of complexity without <laughs> overpowering the senses. <laughs> dig this up for your next proper afternoon gathering for tea.
1: Like tea, this gets better the longer it sits. And by that, I mean it built to a genuinely exciting end. Aside from being lovely, dig it up. If you have thoughts about prosperity, come and talk to us on social media and check out all our pictures. On Instagram and YouTube. Everyone, we have a very exciting thing to tell you about. Which Game First is super, super excited to invite all of you to the Board Game Design Conference. Yes, finally! (laughs) Whether you are an established board game designer A novice designer or just interested in how games are designed, this conference will bring you a world of knowledge. And we've got amazing industry talent lined up for you. You'll get the opportunity to rub elbows, or at least mouses, with (laughs) some of the biggest names in board games.
0: All of our panelists are extensively experienced game industry professionals. Our keynote speaker is Reiner Nizia the imaginative brain behind Lost Cities, and world-renowned board game designer. He's ready to share his experiences and offer advice to up-and-comers just like you and me. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't even need to fly to his native Germany to see him. And with a purchase of your ticket, you'll get live access to
2: all 12 seminars running over the three weekends starting on May 7th, including live Q&A with our presenters and access to recordings in case one of them slips through your fingers. And make sure not to miss our pre-show warm-up events hosted by Grant Lyon. And you can join us in our exclusive conference attendee Discord chat room, where you can chat with us and the community about all things game design.
3: We strongly believe in supporting and offering educational opportunities for new and novice members of our growing community. We're here to help you play to win. Additionally, Martin Wallace will be joining us as a special guest known for Age of Steam. Wallace is an award-winning game designer excited to share his journey with you. So mark your calendars now. The Board Game Design Conference may be the most informative event you'll attend this year. Spoiler alert, you don't even need to put your pants on.
1: (laughs) At Board Game Design Conference, our goal is to provide a completely immersive educational experience accessible to everyone. That's why our all-access pass is only $29.95. You can head over to BoardGameDesignConference.com and register today.
0: Yeah. Sign up now. It's going to
1: be super today. fun. It's awesome. <laughs> Martin Wallace, Rainer Niesia. We'll be there moderating the seminar. It's going to be great. See you there.
2: And come see me complain to Martin Wallace about all his years of torturing me.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. the best part. <laughs> <laughs> Worth the price alone. <laughs> Our next game up is Libertalia, designed by Paolo Mori, published by Marabunta in 2012. Number of players, 2 to 6, ages 14 and up. Playtime, 40 to 60 minutes. Okay, Mike, tell us what be in the box.
2: The cover of the box shows a heated fight between two pirate ships, guns ablaze, Below decks are your typical rowdy sea dogs, carefully contemplating how to fairly distribute the booty. (laughs) (laughs) Inside this old chest, you'll discover a game board, 180 character cards, six pirate hideouts, six score tokens, 50 shares of booty, four treasure chests, six pieces of jewelry, 10 boxes of wares, six swords, eight treasure maps, six Spanish officers, Ten cursed relics, a scoring track, 73 doubloons, and a pick
1: bag for the loot. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game be worth the doubloons, Evan, read us the guidelines, or rather, the rules. is <laughs> a card
0: game, me hearty. <laughs> <laughs> in which your goal is to collect the most loot, while at the same time prevent the other pirates, from doing the same. I'm dropping the accent Why? because, you know. <laughs>
3: of
0: course. I mean, you know, everyone does. It's, fun. it's a
1: game of one-upsmanship. It's going to end sometime. Pirates
0: do that. I tell you. All right. The cards are your crew members, and everyone starts the game with the same crew, the same deck. In fact, during the opening round, everyone starts with the same crew members in their hand. Each player mm. plays one card from their hand, the actions and results are then resolved. Some crew members collect booty, other crew members thwart their opponents from taking booty. Among other things, there are 30 different crew members in all, each with a unique number and set of actions. After the first round is played, a second round commences with a random assortment of crew members from each player's deck. No longer can players rely on knowing exactly what their opponents have in their hand come the second round. And the game is played over three rounds. There are three rounds of this. Can you take advantage of the powers of your characters at the right time? Will you be outdone by a pirate smarter than you? (laughs) (laughs) We shall soon find out as we weigh anchor and fly every sheet and tackle available to us, matey.
1: (laughs) Well, we played this game on Board Game Arena.
0: Yes, we did.
1: Recommended to us by a patron. Thank you, patron.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: So, Evan, everyone starts with the same hand, huh?
0: Celeste, you're right. Everyone starts the game with the same hand of cards. You can see exactly what your opponents have, and you can perhaps get a sense, if you know your players well, perhaps on what they might throw out.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask that. So basically, you think that the whole strategy of playing a card, let's say that first turn, is really just kind of guessing what Mike is going to throw and what Ed's going to throw and it's just sort of playing the personalities at the table, do you think? That's a big part of
2: it, but also there's a certain timing to a lot of the cards like you'll get a, extra points for if you've played this kind of card multiple times or if you have this many accumulated types of a certain treasure. So some cards you're you're just definitely not going to play them early or some cards are worse the later you play them. So mm-hmm. You know, there's kind of a feel for when the cards are going to come out and it narrows down what you want to play at a certain time.
3: Yeah, a lot of the powers are very situational. Like there might be one that's really good if you happen to have a lot of curses. Get points if you have curses. Yay! you don't want to play that if you got a lot of curses. Too
1: situational, if you ask Mm -hmm.
3: me. Yeah. Uh Like it
1: was just so many times I was looking at cards and I'm like, can't use that, can't use that, can't use that.
0: Yeah, there were several times in which there seemed to be no ideal card to play, and you almost had to waste—it felt like wasting a card
3: at certain times. There's definitely a learning curve here, because, A, not only are the abilities very different, there's 30 very different abilities, and they scale from you know, the lowly monkey to the governor's daughter— <laughs> and um, and their power level scaled about the same way. So you're yeah. kind of wondering, whoa, wow, which one do I do? So I think you have to learn the composition of the deck, and then also how the other players are likely to play, because a lot of what bet to play depends on what. Hey, what are you going to play, Mikey? Mm-hmm. And
2: yeah, the game changes a lot on that kind of interaction because I might be trying to get pirate treasure maps, and you guys might try to be ducking out to not get curses so you Mm -hmm. know the highest number wins in most cases but also there's cards that supersede a card that's higher than it by either knocking it off the board or doing some other nefarious thing to it
1: it with all this being said does it strike you as too random to to come up with a good strategy
3: for it's it's interesting because the randomness is the determined by the players so it's kind of an interesting dynamic it's not like we're rolling dice everybody starts with the exact same combination yeah the real randomness
2: on the game too is the different pools of treasure that you're going to be picking from each turn
0: right that kind of
2: changes everybody's actions like i don't want to get any of this garbage or i want to go first to get the one good thing in this pool yeah that
0: is true there may be in the specific time when you're ready to play a card you don't want any of the stuff or you you want to go last for some reason throw a low card so that you can be the last one to uh to take it
2: right
1: mike how did you find the phases and sort of learning this game kind of confusing
2: they have like four phases every round where you use up your different cards from your hand it's like a nighttime phase and a daytime and a morning Mm -hmm. kind of phase and the different cards do different things during different periods throughout that. But I didn't see any like really good clear indication moving around on the board of what phase we're in to remind you. I mean I know it's printed there, but I didn't see I don't know. Just was hard to to tell
3: where we were at. In I, game I game absolutely first. agree with you, right. Mike. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the heart
0: that was the most difficult concept in this entire game where the Fed fa- I think these that
3: was partly due to playing on board game arena. The board game arena automated a lot of this stuff. So a lot of the time, we're like, hey, what happened? Oh, uh, I guess uh, my guy got knocked out. And, and Board Game Arena just did everything automatically. Well, if we were playing in person, we'd have the card, we'd actually have to physically do everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, my my over here, big mate over here punched you guy out, and therefore I'm removing this guy from your lineup. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, this isn't the only game where um, Board Game Arena's hyper-efficiency is actually a detriment. They may want, yeah, some feedback on that might be good for them because uh, yeah, sometimes it's it's
0: too yeah. efficient. It it's doesn't too too help efficient. you learn yeah. the game is what happens.
3: It's, uh, yeah, it's it's um because it automates it at all, while it's great if you know the game it's doing everything, you already know what's going on. So just bang, 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 and droop. So help speed up play for people who are experts. But for people who are learning the game, it kind of slows down the learning process because you're not seeing everything in action. Yeah, especially because all four of us were learning it at the same time. So <laughs> I was
1: completely dependent on you guys telling me if it was my turn. Completely.
0: Well, you were doing the trivia as well. and
1: Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It was not intuitive. It was mm-hmm. not easy for me to follow considering all the other stuff I got going on during board game play nights. <laughs> <laughs> right okay explorers it's time to dig up or bury libertalia
3: ed the game had very nice and colorful art and i enjoyed trying to outmaneuver the scallywags and try to get the best loot so <laughs> i'll dig it up for some more booty
1: mike
2: i enjoy games where players start off on equal footing but by their actions alter their own destiny <laughs> uh, there may have been one too many layers of complexity here, but I'd give it another shot, so for now, dig it up.
1: Evan?
0: Despite the problem understanding the phases, Libertalia was enjoyable. Uh, it allowed for lots of corny pirate jokes, which I love. <laughs> but overall, I felt the game was kinda easy to grasp, and reminded me of some other styles of games that we played like this, which I did enjoy. So, what does the pirate say to the crewman with the shovels? Digger up, <laughs> me hearty! dig her up
1: (laughs) despite the very pretty look of the game i was just not grabbed by this theme lots of pirate games out there there's better ones than this so i'm gonna say barrier overboard (laughs) if you have thoughts about libertalia come and chat with us we are on social media you can watch our playthrough on our facebook page and we'd love to hear from you our last game up this week is Battlestar Galactica. Pew oh, pew. Published boy. by Parker Brothers in 1978. 78. <laughs> Number of players two to four. Ages seven to fourteen. Not That's a, a weird, year old range. Oh. <laughs> you,
0: you are you are out when you're fifteen. People.
1: Evan and Ed and I were complete scofflaws by playing this. Oh yes. Being that we are well past fourteen. Yes. No playtime, of course. And (laughs) Mikey is going to tell us what's in this box.
3: The
2: cover is an awesome old school rendition of the (laughs) Battlestar Galactica and its sister ships roaming the universe in search of a place to call home. (laughs) (laughs) Delve deeper and you'll find a game board a spinner, Mm -hmm. 36 command cards, 12 evasive action cards, four viper standees, and a single Cylon Raider. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's what's in the box. Before we tell you if this game is a space opera or just a black hole, (laughs) Evan, (laughs) tell us how it's played.
0: In Battlestar Galactica 1978 version, Players are colonial Viper pilots assigned to capture a disabled Cylon Raider and tow it to the Battlestar Galactica. It's a race against your opponents to capture the Raider and a battle against your opponents to hold on to the Raider as you try to bring it to your loading bay. Players are assigned a nine-card deck of command cards, two of which are face-up in the ready position. They consist of laser torpedoes, force fields... Those are used against your opponents, and Turbo Thrust cards, which give you extra moves. But players also have three Evasive Action cards, which can stop force fields and deflect laser torpedoes. (laughs) Black holes on the board can warp you across the board to different quadrants. The player to successfully capture the Silent Raider and bring it home to the Battlestar Galactica is the winner and the top (laughs) Colonial Viper pilot of the fleet.
2: I mean, why are they fighting (laughs) over it? (laughs) Okay, so it's a it's a training mission, right? Yeah. Were you
1: listening? It's a training mission. <laughs> it's bragging rights. Did these guys have training missions? They did now. Did they have time for that? Yeah. Super, super boring in space. There's nothing else to do. Right.
2: Unless you're the Battlestar Galactica, you're being chased by the Cylons the entire series. Now, Yeah.
1: But if you ever watch the show, it's basically like them having interpersonal conflicts the whole show. (laughs) Them arguing
0: with each other as they can never find, for some reason, a planet of the trillions of planets that exist to colonize.
1: right it's just the captain trying to keep everybody from fist fighting which is what it always devolves into so that's why he's sending them out on these missions
2: that's right yeah keep
1: yourself busy
0: exactly
2: (laughs)
1: yeah just burn our apparently limitless fuel as we're homeless on (laughs) these ridiculous missions he's basically
0: saying you want to complain i'll give you something to complain about go (laughs) practice this that's good leadership right there
1: and and good news everybody there's four wormholes out there we're not going to use Use them to find a planet nope. to, to have <laughs> no, it. Nope. We're gonna bounce around this this quadrant trying to find this silence. And Celeste, oh. your,
0: your use of the term wormhole is technically correct, whereas the game is incorrect. They're calling them black holes, but oh, they yeah. do, which bounce you, which has no places. makes no sense whatsoever. Scientifically, this game's a bust. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm sure that's the least
2: of your worries about this game is the flawed science.
1: <laughs> you don't think future spaceships are going to be operated with spinners?
0: <laughs> they should be. If they're not, they should be. I mean spinners. So does anything scream 1978 more than the spinner in the game board? Oh, yeah, no. This no. and
1: this is a classically Parker Brothers chintzy spinner. Oh, this is God, this God. is no toy company spinner. What numbers mm-hmm. are on the spinner? One through six. <laughs> One through six. It's a, di- it's a D6. It's a D6. Oh. But, wow. No, but, that but is it,
0: sad. But it's, also, but it's a double action spinner. I will give them that because it mm. has, uh, it's divided, the spinners divided into quadrants as well. And when the laser mm-hmm. torpedo attack occurs, you're using the spinner to determine which quadrant is affected by the laser torpedoes.
1: You're right, which, Evan. Right. It's a D6 and a D4. Correct. correct. Yes, that's yeah. right.
0: Before the days of D6 and D4. <laughs> well As we know it.
1: Yeah. Oh, they were around in the 70s. Yeah, I guess they oh, were. Yeah. Caltrops okay. are around the 70s, yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> now that we've established some knowledge of the components and right. the and the plot <laughs> of Battlestar Galactica, let's talk about this board game.
3: <laughs> uh, it had okay. nothing to do with Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> by the way. We're <laughs> on to another topic, the game. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Uh, it's capture okay. the flag. I mean, it really yeah. is not much
3: more than that. Capture the flag and try to stop the other people from getting the flag and get the flag to yourself back to your base. Yep. That's Capture the, game. the flag.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's it, right? And you get three cards to evade the whole game. Yep. You know, which I guarded with my life. You didn't yeah, I don't, I
3: don't know did you use any of them the whole game? Well, I used mine up like the first, the first turn. turn.
0: <laughs>
1: Literally the first action against you was you used all three cards. <laughs> evade, evade, evade.
0: Now, Ed, you didn't want this game to end quickly, did you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, and can I just say these wormhole black holes yeah. were the strategically most useless jumpers. <laughs> true. No. You jumped, basically, you, the wormholes are way out on the edges, so basically you can jump from way out in this quadrant to way out in some other quadrant. So guess what? You can move equally far away in a different direction. You don't get any closer to the Cylon ship. Yeah, that's
3: right. I think they're more useful when somebody has the Cylon and it's moving a little bit closer to their base.
1: You'd like to think so, Ed. Yeah, right. You'd like to think so. But you have to stop your turn when you go through the wormhole. That is the And problem, frankly, man. this board is just not big enough to really make those wormholes valuable because right. you mm-hmm. got to move four spaces to get to one. And then when you stop, you're still like, you know, pretty far away. And they could just move away before you can get out of the darn wormhole. At
0: the same time, if yeah. the board game were any bigger, you'd never end this game. <laughs> True. <laughs> you could True. never make it back.
2: It seems like there, this would be a lot better with some hidden action. So you don't know where the person in the other quadrant is so that you don't know if it's safe to be near the other wormhole or not. But. Nope, everything's right there in the open for everybody to see.
0: <laughs>
2: Remember, it's yeah, meant to be the, a
3: training exercise. There are some command cards to shake things up. That's right. <laughs>
1: yeah, really exciting yeah. stuff. Really exciting stuff. Yeah. Praise yourself. Well, Praise one yourself. of them
3: gives you an extra spin, so you can move and then spin again to move again. That's what got me the victory. Full beat ahead.
1: That's no joke. Two going no, that, twice. Powerful. Yeah, going twice in this game is really powerful. Really, yeah. really powerful because. It can completely screw up your enemy's plans. Totally. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I was like, I'm conserving. I'm cons- I'm going to hit him with something big. And the game was over before I even got a chance. <laughs>
0: because you can, if with two spins of six, you can practically get from the center of the board almost home in, in practically mm-hmm. yeah. one
2: turn. Oh, wow. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. Right. Uh, As I'm looking at this board, it seems like it is divided into quadrants with some weird laser explosion, (laughs) but there's actually hex, or not hexes, sorry. This game is not worthy of hexes. There's squares over the top of the dividing line. Can those spaces be used, or is it just terrible, flawed design?
1: No, no. That laser blast thing that you see Uh is meaningless. It's nothing. It's decorative. (laughs) Right. Strictly decorative. It simply divides
0: the quadrants. That is it. Uh,
2: But there's blocks over the middle of it as if indicating you could ride it or go on it or something.
0: We we didn't experience anything where a quadrant was impacted, where someone was on one of the lines and we had a question about, are they in or out of that quadrant? Oh boy. Okay. And, and the, uh, and the uh, extensive rules did not delve into that. (laughs) But we could have written the company with a self-addressed stamped envelope for a reply. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's my favorite. Oh, man. I'm glad Mikey wasn't there then because I could totally foresee me and Mikey having a 10-minute meltdown about whether we're in both quadrants or one quadrant or neither quadrant when you're on that (laughs)
2: blaster
3: Oh, boy. (laughs) I could could hear the whole argument playing in my head. (laughs) Well, the number of times the spinner landed right on the line for us. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. There were on-the-line a rules ton of about them. the spinner.
1: Because oh, wow. the blaster, that big laser blaster s- split, is also mm. on the spinner. It's that true. is a very uh. wide line that you can land on.
0: <laughs> yeah, about every fifth spin was a line. Oh, <laughs> come on. No, I <laughs> kid you not. That's terrible.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, what do you, Mike? <laughs> Come on, it's Parker Brothers. What do you
2: want? I mean, yeah, old Parker Brothers, too. Old school Parker Brothers. You
0: don't have to think about things in these old Parker Brothers games. You just put it... Get it out there. Make sure sure it looks good. Oh, and by the way, speaking of looking good, this game does not look good. (laughs) Because the the clip art or whatever it is they use for these docking base stations is like barely... Not even two-dimensional. It's this flat... Awful it's looking one piece of art. Yeah. <laughs> it's what terrible. Is,
1: what was the game we played the other space game? It recently? was a, yeah. a, a Dark and Dangerous Skies. It's very dark and dangerous skies. Yes, oh, very. I agree. God, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well,
1: I, I kind
2: of wish I played it just to trash it in person.
3: Like. <laughs> 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 but 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 Mikey, do it laser torpedo, laser torpedo. Can we get to do then? You get the. Spin the spinner, they see how many shots you fire, and then what? you spin the spinner that many times it's easy to hit anybody. <laughs> and so get this. That
1: torpedo thing could be you could roll one time. You could end up with a yeah. one and uh-huh. just basically be completely useless. You get it on oh, one out of four shot for a quadrant. Or you could roll, you could spin and get a six torpedo shots. <laughs> and
0: basically six. Light up the whole map
2: it, with it. Yes. Yeah, I feel like like the person in the ship firing torpedoes would have a pretty good idea of how many torpedoes they should fire and be able to fire them.
0: All right, Celeste, what are you going to do? Are you going to laser some things? I think yeah. I will do some laser torpedoes. Now, if you do that, you blast them back to the yellow. All right, make it count.
1: Yellow! yellow. It doesn't I'm work. not in the yellow. He's not in the yellow. Oh, that's right. Blue. You
0: needed the blue. Oh, <laughs> these um... colors are messing with my mind. Oh, I have another laser torpedo. <laughs> Which you cannot... Do anything against number of blasts one got me yellow oh my gosh <laughs> is this is very
1: competitive no <laughs> <laughs> wow that was close hang on homeless <laughs> they're homeless they have limited resources and they are blasting off torpedoes six at a time for training one, missions one
0: to six at a time yeah
1: like on training missions
0: against but- the fellow pilots yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's what I'm asking. Are they fake torpedoes? Are they like, what's the deal? Yes, it's supposedly a simulation. I don't know. Oh, Maybe okay, they had okay. something like a holodeck or something in, equivalent oh. in the Battlestar Galactica world in 1978. Not, no. I don't yeah. know. I don't. I barely remember.
2: <laughs>
1: they the should show. have, but they didn't. Yeah. I'll tell you what they're not simulating. The fuel that they're using in <laughs> these gliders. <laughs> Uh, all right, so
3: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: I think got, we wait a minute, it we all. got
3: one more card to cover. Oh. It's the most powerful card of them all. <laughs> <laughs> that is the force field. You don't need a roll no spinner on that. You say Evan. Yeah, I'm pushing you away. What? Yeah, that's it. That's you go it.
2: All drop, the way back drop to a your purple Raider.
3: If you're wow. carrying it, you drop it where you sit.
2: Everybody starts with the same set of cards. And you don't draw them. You have them all in your
0: hand.
1: You do draw them. You
0: have a deck of nine and two are face up. And you can play two, up to two. uh, Each turn. Each turn. But once you use them, they're out of the game. There's no recycling of the deck. Yeah, you get those
1: nine cards and the three evasions. That's it.
0: So it becomes a game in which you, once your cards are basically exhausted, it's just whoever spins highest first, (laughs) highest, most wins at that point. I'll,
1: I'll give them this. Because it's limited cards... They were smart enough to do that, so it's not an endless pit, right? You know, it's not a backseat driver situation. You you you're gonna burn them, and then you got to just roll and pray. (laughs) (laughs) This game,
0: although it's not a co op, all right, it is every pilot for themselves. But once somebody grabs that Cylon, it does become a co op. It becomes everyone (laughs) against that one player,
1: (laughs) (laughs) for sure, for sure, and. I think Ed totally handed Evan this game because Ooh.
3: he refused to help. He refused to do his part. Because you were hoarding your – I've been using resources left and right. You've been hoarding the cars they' like, darn it, you use a resource I know you you did. it. Ed, 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 I totally you did. know why
1: you did it. I totally get that you did it for that reason. But the problem was Evan was too close to home. And I didn't even get the chance to use my resources. You had to soften them up for me.
0: (laughs) See how that works, Ed?
1: So my hoarding backfired in two different ways.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Celeste, you were totally robbed of your enjoyment of this game. We need to play again.
1: Yeah, Yeah. totally, totally. I actually brought it home to play with my kids. I, I suspect my son might like it. Oh, yeah. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury. Battlestar Galactica <laughs> 1978. Evan? Battlestar
0: Galactica was not awful, okay? <laughs> there is a game here, okay? It's a board game version of the childhood wow. outdoor game Capture the Flag combined with Tag, sort of. It's not a bad little game for kids around 10 years old, you know, assuming they like 1970s Battlestar Galactica. But nonetheless, I'm gonna bury it. <laughs> I can't really recommend that people pay money for a copy of this.
3: Ed? I played this game as a kid, and, um... Yeah? Yeah, it doesn't hold up that well. (laughs) 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 It's not really that bad of a game, like Evan says. It was a nice trip down memory lane, but I have absolutely no desire to play this again. So I'm going to bury it in a time capsule for others to discover (laughs)
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It was fun to look at. But hey, everybody, I'll just put up a reel on Instagram. You can check it out there. (laughs) Not worth buying it. Just just worth a look. So this air quotes game will be buried by me. If you have thoughts about Battlestar Galactica 1978, yeah. or there's also a 2008 version of this game, we I do have not to play think that someday at all related, but yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, come and talk to us. We are everywhere on social media. Check us out on Instagram, great photos, and our videos on YouTube. And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing from you and hearing about all the game exploring you're doing. If you want more from us, Great perks and content are yours, including exclusive, you can only get it as a patron, episodes, full episodes, plus our every single week exclusive podcast. Bonus points! Just go to our website and click on Become a Supporter today to get access to all of it right now. If you get a chance, please leave us a like, a rating, a review, a shout out, anywhere online it really helps others find the show join our chat on our discord server we're there all the time we'd love to hear from you happy gaming explorers
3: lieutenant starbuck
1: where's my coffee
3: <laughs> in space no one can hear your despair as the spinner falls between the lines
2: pew pew pew, 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 pew laser